outside You can't fly in here Besides the purple skies Better sorry for you, my angel You're an angel You little devil As for me, I'll lay inside I'll be just fine and I'll watch from the window Yeah, welcome to Red River Podcast, uh, probably 174. That sounds about right to me. Um, today, uh, Mike Terry from the Jukebox Romantics comes back. Uh, right, you've been on once, twice, three times. I don't even remember. Uh, once before. Once before. Oh, I thought it was more than that. Maybe this is the third time then? Okay, yeah. I think I think it's been three times for sure. <laughs> okay. One time we talked about the band. I think one time we talked about uh, definitely a movie. I just don't remember. <clears throat> yeah, maybe that's what it was. And uh, a decade of friendship or more. Yeah. Oh, longer for sure. Uh, yeah. Today, and we got, uh, you know, our new friend Gary from uh, the Warp Tour band. And uh, you do an Alkaline Trio band too. What do you do? Uh, I, I do a Green Day. Green Day. I play, that's I play in a band called, we call, we call Dookie. So, okay. yeah. We're... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's so we're, I'm playing a show on March 16th with my friend Justin, who's in that band up for nothing. And he does a uh, paper lanterns. Which oh, OK. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's an oldie. I never heard it before. So when when we oh, booked, really when we booked a show, I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. And he laughed. I my uh, so I started at Dookie and I think I don't I don't know if I if I followed them, maybe like an album or two, like Insomniac. Was that the next one? Sure. Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So I, I yeah. think I, I think I was a two two for them for sure. Uh, but yo, today we're going to talk about Alkaline Trio, and um, uh, you know, it, it makes sense that we waited this long. Actually, I know we were trying to do before the the new record came out, but at least now we could talk about the new record. So before we jump into, yeah. we're going to do ten favorite songs, and then from there we're gonna we're gonna rank our uh, we're gonna basically put the 10 albums in order so gary uh being the first uh you know the, your first appearance um what do you think of the new record well okay first of all i think the the writing i feel is miles from like the way that they've done things before I, you know i think especially reading articles up up until you know they before they released the album i mean i remember seeing an article about matt saying how like a lot of times they would just like be in their respective states that they were living in because i think dan was still in chicago uh and then matt was living in california so like they were pretty much just sending each other songs and then like i, I guess recording with blink and you know playing with blink for those that span of time they were doing stuff all in like the same room and matt was saying that it was almost freeing for them to like get together and actually be in the same room and write together. And it felt like they were doing it year, you know, like 20 something years ago, you know, when they first started. Yeah. I mean, that's so gotta be, that's, felt brought them back. That's about a cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so foreign to like me. Cause like I go to practice every Tuesday, you know, so to me, mm -hmm. it's like, that's what, but I get it. Like sure. I, I know people that are in bands that like get together just before the tour and that's it. Mike, I know you guys are kind of like spread out. How, how does jukebox do it? Uh, so yeah, for a while we were just kind of in like the, the first uh, show of tour would be practice. <laughs> and then, Cause we were just like, we were touring like, you know, 200 days a year. And since the pandemic that's changed. So now, Pretty much, it's uh, we practice 
uh, we try to practice every Wednesday and that doesn't happen. And it's pretty much who can, whoever can get together, gets together and writes. Um, So we write together if you have some ideas and if we're in writing mode right now, we're in writing mode. So that's how we do it. But yeah, we're not definitely not like a, let's put it in the email or put it in a Dropbox and like write your idea. We've kind of been getting that way because we have younger guys in our bands who are, are audio recording guys. So we kind of be doing more of the scratch track, finding tempos, yeah. writing out, writing ideas that way, and then kind of adding the drums to it, um, to the ideas. But yeah, we're definitely not like the fucking postal service or something like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're just mailing so- tracks to each yeah. other and co- you know coming out with a platinum record. I don't know how anybody kind of writes music that way without being in a room with people and vibing on energy. Yeah. It's just not how I can do it. I uh, listen that album in particular that you mentioned. <laughs> they're like the forefathers. They were like the beginning. They're like, oh, we're just gonna make this record and it's gonna be awesome. Uh, yeah. But but first impressions, Gary, because I know we're gonna talk about the record like eventually. Uh, you know, do you like it? Do you not like it? I, let's keep it simple at that. Well, it, you know, the funny thing too was that they had released like three songs beforehand. Yeah, you know, be- before they even released the album. So like, getting that little bit of a taste was awesome. But like. I was not prepared for Hot for Preacher. Like, uh. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as that track started, and like that, the riff was so good. It's, it's like so, not like him really. Like it, it is a very different type of riff for him to uh, to pull out. And I, I, I think, I think I attribute that to like his play with Blink too. I think. Uh, possibly because he also said like you know I, I was listening to him on the maybe it was like the tuna on whatever podcast and he said oh, he, yeah, yeah. he approached it by just uh he's like i'm not going to use power chords i'm just going to basically do everything but and occasionally like when it calls for it i'll, I'll use like the power chord so i think uh, a lot of that stuff because even like versions of you later on like you know i mean i, I don't know who wrote well, that, that riff. yeah yeah so great riff awesome. um <laughs> but uh so mike first impressions like what do you think you like not so much so uh, I can only compare it to like pro wrestling in the sense that when a pro wrestler comes out there <laughs> and somebody gets booed or cheered, it's better to have a reaction than no reaction. Sure. And so I heard the record and I had heard the singles. Well, yeah, like 2.5. I heard Bad Time and then I, I heard the other one that's in the skate park uh, and then Break kind of. And um, it didn't really have a reaction, which is not good. I feel like having no reaction is uh, not that great of a thing because I don't have a way to go one way or the other. And so maybe it'll be a growing record and where it grows on me over time, which a lot of Alkaline Trio records and a lot of bands in general, that just happens just because of getting familiar. But yeah, first impression was like nothing. I didn't feel anything. I actually kind of, to go off what Gary said about the riff, I've never thought of Alkaline Trio as a riffing band. And so as for me, you know, Alkaline Trio are my top three favorite bands. They're one of the reasons why I wanted to be in a band. And I wouldn't have known what an octave is <laughs> or uh, on guitar if it wasn't for trying to learn Private Eye when I was yeah. younger. So, so like to hear, so to hear like the guitar playing, it's very guitar playing heavy and not like they didn't do that before. If you listen to God damn it, there's plenty of cool little licks and yeah. guitar things that he does. Yeah. But this one is so in forward. And I just don't think right off the bat first impression that like any of these songs can be pulled off live that well. And, uh, cause there's way too many guitars things going on. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Cause I, so 
I saw the um, you know, the uh, Jimmy Kimmel thing. We had that discussion when they did Bad Time, which is my favorite song off the off the record. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am like, there's three of you, but I hear a guitar. I don't know where it's coming mm-hmm. from for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, like I like you said, top three bands, they, they might be like if I really break down the, the bands that have been super influential for like me and, and what I do. So all three of us, I think, are like super fans, which is why I wanted to have this uh, you know, episode because the two guys that I do the podcast with do not give one fuck about Alkaline Trio. <laughs> so that's why they're not here. Uh, so uh, do you want to do, you know, let's do the albums last. That way we'll just give. Yeah. We'll rattle those off and we'll just yeah. focus more on the song. So, so Gary, um, I, you know, everyone got the, the, the homework of picking 10 songs, which is super yeah. hard. But what I did is um, I just basically picked all my favorite songs from the records. And then from there, I just kept going and spinning it around right. and be like, okay, is this, do I like this more? Do I like this more? And then just kept going until I got to 10. And then from there, I numbered it, which is still pretty fucking hard because for the most part, maybe the top three, I could say, are my favorites. And then after that, the last seven could fall anywhere. So how did yeah. you how did you pick your 10? So I kind of just free flowed like a list you yeah. know as like as like Absolutely. i just hummed songs i was like yeah this is my okay and then like i started with like the first one and then i ended with my last one what i do realize now is doing that free flow is a lot of them are dan songs <laughs> oh wow yeah so i i think i am definitely more uh attuned to like dan's uh, yeah aesthetic i think well, Dan got like his songs in the later records, like he's smoking yeah. Matt right now. Matt, Matt has a style. I mean, they both do, yeah. but like, goddamn, like the the records that I have towards like the end of my pile of 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 their discography are are only because I don't really like Matt's songs as much. But Dan has some really f- like on the on the, the record that I have at number ten, some mm. of Dan's best work. <laughs> but can I can crazy. I ask questions? Can I ask a question? So I feel like a big part of this band for a lot of people and for us, I think, um, is, um, you know, they've been a band that we've all been listening to, I think, for a long time. Yeah. So uh, when did you, Sam, when did you start listening to Alkaline Trio? Uh, like what right. record What record did you get into or when? what year was it? And then where, you know, I want to know what record you heard and then where did you go from there? Okay. For me, it was the sampler. It was the Vagrant sampler. And I heard... Um... Uh, maybe it was stupid kid and bloodied up, or maybe it was bloodied up and crawl. I, I don't remember. It was Bl- like one bloodied of the- up was on that sampler for sure. Okay, so yeah. bloodied up and crawl. And to me, like I never really felt much. Like I always knew that I had like punk rock adjacent taste. So like a lot of like the you know when the no effects of the world, like it didn't really click to me. So was it in 2001 though? Like when that, when you heard the sample, yeah. like, when, like, okay. Uh, so like you right. heard it at the time, not was, like somebody showed you like a no. couple of years ago. No, right. no, <laughs> no, it was right before <laughs> the album dropped on vagrant. Uh, and then I checked them out. And then from there, just like, there was something like unique about like, they didn't really, I don't know. They were just a different band in the, the lyrical content. I was like, Oh, this is great. The, the, the reason why I ask is because uh, not because of nostalgia factor, because I feel like this band, even though there is a nostalgia factor to a lot of the music and where I was in 2000 and like a freshman in high school listening to, or uh, yeah, listening to that record or sophomore, I, I feel like uh, unlike other bands, I've uh, and the three of us are musicians. So it's a little different. 
But I think, I think when you said, are you more of a Dan guy or Mac guy, Gary? I feel like when I was a kid getting into Alkaline Trio, similar thing, somebody showed me, I think I lied my face off, like of the seven inch in the room yeah. in like 2000 or 99. And I did not like it. And then <laughs> I heard bloodied up on that sampler, I think. And Alkaline Trio were opening up for Blink. And some 41 was opening up. There was some 41 Alkaline Trio and Blink at Roseland. Wow. And so from here infirmary was just coming out. And that's the record that kind of I listened to. And then I got it. But I, I just I I asked because I started off as a, a Matt guy too. And I've switched to, as, to more of a Dan fan over the years. And I don't know if that's songwriting or just as a songwriter. And I just I think as we get into our picks, I think it's interesting. But Gary, when did you get into Alkaline Trio or how? So I it it's probably from here to infirmary as well, to be okay. honest. Like I remember, yeah, I used to read alternative press or whatever, and it was actually a couple of years late after from here to infirmary came out. So like, I think I was reading an article and they were getting a lot of press when good morning, right before good morning was coming out. And I think I went to go like find the, rec- you know, went to like tower records or whatever. I went to go try to find it and they didn't have it, but they had from here to infirmary. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this. <laughs> Like I, think, I think this is important to our to our to our list yeah. because yeah, if we had somebody on here who got into Alkaline Trio last year, I wonder what their list would be, would be going different. back to old. No, because it could be very different. But we all clearly went back to the old records before from here to Infirmary. Yeah. So so yeah. there there's there's definitely something about from here to Infirmary that's like the catalyst to fandom yeah. for this band yeah, yeah for sure and, and i think we'll, we're gonna see that as, as i talk on um, okay all right so let's do number 10 gary what do you have at number 10 uh, my number 10 was Warbrain. okay yeah which Great you song. know that, i think that was on um like a, a maybe a tony uh, hawk uh rock no, against bush rock, rock, against yeah, rock against bush thank you yes and it was on a comp and uh yeah i mean the when the guitars just come in and and the the, the the sound effects and everything, and then it just goes into the uh, the, the the rollicking drums, it it just kills it. Yeah, like, like and and to. and they always play it. You know, it's a song yeah. that they've added to the set list a lot lately, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I know me and Mike were at the uh, Wellmont Theater, and I'm pretty sure that they did it there. Nice, uh, Mike. Big fan, you- big fan favorite that song. I think that's why they started playing it. I think they, for a long time, they didn't realize how much of a right. crowd favorite it was. They got a bunch of those. They're like Weezer when Weezer pulled yeah. out like a, a <laughs> beast, like a B side. They're like, oh, you guys like this song? You gave your love to me softly. So yeah, Mike, exactly. what, do you, what do you have at number 10? So I promise you, uh, before I preface anything anymore, this is the only band that I've changed my favorite songs <laughs> weekly, monthly. Blink-182, Bouncing Souls, and Alkaline True are my top three favorite bands of all times. And some of those bands, Blink and Bouncing Souls, the, my favorite songs kind of stay the same for the most part. Mm-hmm. Alkaline Trio, Murder by Death, these bands kind of like the song changes because I'm open to wherever they were going. I have a lot of friends who also got into Alkaline Trio through From Here to Infirmary. And basically by the time Crimson came out, they only listened to everything from Good Morning and Before. So I'm happy to jump around. I did not number my list because- Yeah, it doesn't matter. I could I couldn't. Yeah. But if somebody says a song that's on my list, I'll just jump on it. And so my number 10 is also Warbrain. Um, I think Warbrain is a killer song. Alkaline Trio on their own have probably a better B-sides collection than any band. Yeah. And so, and Warbrain really hit me because they quote a Bouncing Soul song in it. 
They said, I need that song and night on earth to pull me through. Yeah. And, and I remember. And trusty chords. And, and trusty, trusty chords. chords. And I yep. remember I saw uh, Alkaline Trio played the old, old limelight, the, the club Avalon in I the city. On, I was there. And Against Me opened up and that was it. Against Me was the only opener. Alkaline Trio played for two and a half hours. <laughs> and uh, when they played that song, he changed the lyrics to the Bouncing Souls will pull me through. And I was like, well, that's the most like Bouncing Souls line ever. And then they just and the bounce made it more, <laughs> and the bounce were in the audience. So I was like, "This song fucking rules for so many different reasons." But just like you know, one of your favorite bands mentioning another favorite band is just kind of cool. So Poor Brains, my number ten. All right, so yeah, same thing with me. Uh, I celebrate the catalog. You know, like uh, part of me wanted to put Bad Time in, but I just it didn't seem fair to like the rest of the discography. Uh, you know what I mean? So like, I, I kind of like left the new record acts. I, I, I didn't really have enough time, but man, I think that song is one of their best songs. It's definitely uh, the best song on that record. Yeah. Um, so I got Dan at number 10. I got in vain. Um, Ooh. I love, I love the songwriting on this song. Like the, yes. I, I like the, the drumming like this, this, <laughs> I mean, that song in particular, like you listen to it. There's so many cool parts. Dan does like the greatest harmonies for himself. But like all his parts, like really have like, you know, anytime we we write songs and um, uh, I'm thinking of like a friend of mine, like he's always like, yo, you gotta like hit, you gotta move to the right note so it has that lift, and a lot of his shit, like when it hits the chorus or the pre-chorus, it hits that note, that and, and 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 th- this song in particular, in vain off of um, agony and irony, uh, I fucking yep. love it. So he does that a lot on his solo stuff. The, yeah. the hitting the Dan note sweeping thing in vain yeah. is one of those things. And I feel like in vain is a great song that was like the bridge of crimson. Like it could have been on crimson, definitely like a song they wrote back then. And they wor- reworked probably for it. Just this like record. the melody to the verse. Like, you know, you got a good song when even the verse is catchy. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh yeah, this, this, this bang. So, uh, moving on, Gary, what do you got next at number nine? Uh, number nine, we got Dan, uh, maybe I'll catch fire. Excellent lyrics uh, to me, you know, uh, from from a sophomore album. I mean, yeah, maybe I'll catch fire is just simple songwriting at its best, I think. Uh, And I I think that's also it it feels that's where Dan was starting to even like blossom as like the songwriter that he is. Well, even then, like, you know, because I mean, he's got a bunch of bangers on from here to infirmary as well. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and so forth. So, um, yeah, yeah, he was on his way. He was on his way there. So and then they made it the the title of the album. Yeah. You know, and uh, lyrically, he's even back then. I knew lyrically he was better. Like Matt came up with some cool lines here and there. But I I feel like Dan always got him on the lyrics because he he was like um, it was just different. You know, every now and then Matt pulled some cool shit out. But Dan was just like a really good lyricist. So, all right. Number nine there. Maybe I'll catch fire. Mike, what do you got next? Number nine, I got maybe I'll catch fire. Uh, I mean, I don't have a number, but if you say it, I'm just going to put it there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll catch fire (laughs) is one of those records that's so dark. And I think it's where people put Alkaline Trio at that time into like, this is a weird gothic hot topic kind of band. This is where they started getting the darkness before they went full, like, good morning into it. I feel like maybe I'll catch fire was the the more uh, classy goth that they were kind of going for and less like in your face, like 
commercial um, kind of darkness. And uh, the song nice. Maybe I'll Catch Fire is not a song that I loved on record as a kid. But anytime they play it live, I cannot help but like get really teary eyed. It just hits me in the feels. And just the, the Dan imagery of looking out the window and that whole thing, throwing lit cigarettes out, like it screams to high school me, like in that time period of just like, you know, be, like being like in your head about shit that it's like high school shit. And like that song can be taken from any point of view in your life. You don't have to be a high school kid to get that yeah. song. But in my, as a high school kid, you totally can get that. But if you're like going through a divorce or a breakup or just lonely somewhere, like maybe I catch fire is like the, I need to be alone with my feels song and uh, just a great, great song and great album title. You know, I, I didn't have anything from that record, but I love every song on there. Um, you know, I looked at every song and I, I I looked at the clunkers and I kind of maybe that's how like I, I ranked the albums. But I love like you were talking about like, you know, early goth stuff like Tuck Me In is one of those songs where you're just like, oh, this is so ridiculous about tarantulas laying over fuck. yeah you know imagery is definitely a little over the top it's, <laughs> it's all it's all the alkaline trio skeleton imagery comes from that record yeah. more so that even though like god damn it is very you know like alcohol driven like alcohol there's driven, but the, yeah. and depression there, this is like i mean maybe i'll catch fire is like how dark can we go yeah <laughs> it's even yeah, yeah. you know it's very dark um all right so my next one uh I'm going to infirmary uh, a song that always stuck out to me and no one ever mentions it, but every time I hear it on the record, it's so fucking catchy steamer trunk. Ooh. I fucking love that song. Very close to my list. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, it was my favorite. I turned out the way I did like, yo, yeah. every part of that song. And then the, you know, the, like the last chorus, they kick it up and stuff, man. I, I just, <laughs> I could have just named 10 songs from Infirmary, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but I, I needed to throw Steamer Trunk in there. Um, Steamer Trunk is a great example of the sonically different things that Alkaline Trio does compared to other bands of their caliber and generation. When I, when you first hear Alkaline Trio, there's something that all their drummers do, even though they've had three or four different drummers. You're right. They, yeah. have, they, have, they have this very round, circular type of drumming. And Steamer Trunk is a great example of that. What They, they, they do it a lot on Goddammit and all their records, but specifically like there is something there that like i would like as a young kid starting a band i would never think to write a song that had that type of rhythmic feeling to it yeah and it's all their drummers have that style even now with um with adam, adam, adam willard yeah. he, he has a very like glenn porter and mike falumley and Derek grant style of drumming he just plays a lot harder but it's very much like that style of just like open i can't describe it i'm a fucking guitar player but <laughs> like you know we, tr wonder. we try though we try for sure, yeah. I almost wonder if, like the the drum, because they've had so all those different drummers. I, I wonder if it's it is just the, the the songwriting in general that like kind of steers them towards that drumming. Like, I mean, their style is obviously their style, but like in order to like fit with what's being written, they probably are very attuned to that. Yeah, they probably you're right. Pick up all Do it right. really well. But also, like, because Mike, when you know, he plays with the Smoking Popes, you Smoking know, Popes, it, yeah. So you, you you take Lawrence Arms, you take the Popes, and you take Alkaline Trio, and like you said, they're so unique. Um, where you know, like young me that was like came from like the indie rock background. There's certain things, even like when I was listening to hardcore, like certain I didn't really give a fuck about hardcore, but when I heard Refused and I heard VOD, yeah. there was just something different about it, and and 
when I switched over to like punk stuff, like Alkaline Trio was just something that immediately I'm like, okay, this is definitely like the universe that I want to be in. So, yeah. Um, next one for you, Gary, number eight. Uh, it's a Queen of Pain off of the split with Hot Water Music. The Again, another imagery song. And I think you had mentioned before how, you know, Matt every now and then will have some clever He's got some good ones in this in, yeah. in this song, <laughs> but you know, from from the from the guitar riff to just the uh, the lyrics in general, the the imagery that he uses is a, uh, and it's a catchy melody. Such it's yeah. such a really good melody for a, a you know, a, a split. That split track, is you know? un- that split is unbelievable. Great split, great split. That's yeah. I mean, Hot Water Music got him on on those two covers. I mean, like they fucking like wow. They did oh, Bleeder yeah. and Radio. I'm like, yo, they fucking killed it. Cause I like rooftops, but yeah. I, I still like what I still like hot yeah. water music's version a lot better. But uh agreed. Yeah. But yo, Queen of Pain, like I just posted a cover of that. I remember I, I had the conversation with you, Mike. It was such a like rhythmically on the acoustic guitar, it just doesn't work as well. Cause it's like he's like fucking like playing right. like, jump rope with the melody. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. If you ever want an example of 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 type a alkaline trio songwriting a queen of pain was on my list gary until three o'clock this afternoon <laughs> i replaced it with something else um because I, I i like i said my list changes constantly daily and so i love that song so much they never play it live i think i saw them play yeah. it once live but that is the quintessential how an alkaline trio song is written like this traditional standard you're right it starts off and then you have the the very simple the simple first verse with the, with the power chords and then you have the bass second verse and then the chorus grows each time and it's kind of how a lot of punk bands write music but that is the alkaline trio way for sure that song and yes it is his better imagery and that song screams new york city nighttime like yeah Yeah. and and the beauty of of what he does which is what i try to like you know hammer into our guitar player even though he's you know when someone is a really good guitar player like rich in our band it's hard for him to dumb it down. And like when you hear Queen of Pain, I'm like, this is all you need, Rich. All you need. It's just to do more. Well, you know, of course. Because he's just like, this band sucks. Um, but yeah, no, for sure. It's it's it like you said, it's it's Alkaline Trio 101 for sure. That song in part, like just so good. And another non-album song. On yeah. the list, like oh, I, I, got, I got, I got many of them. So, Mike, what's your yeah. next one? So, uh, since I took Queen of Paint off, that's not mine. But I'll just go down the other way. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, "I'm dying tomorrow." Okay, uh, yeah, I got that too. At number eight, uh, "I'm dying tomorrow." Uh, kind of, you know, the more better production version of "Maybe I'll Catch Fire," and so same yeah. idea, and uh, just I don't know, like fucking. Just the whole maybe I'll like questioning yourself in every sentence of that those verses. Did I do this? Did I do that? Maybe. And then the music grows with the questions. Uh, it's just all the feels in that song. It's really like an emo as fuck and emotional as fuck without sound, <laughs> but without being slow and boring. It's just right. great, great movement in that song. And just like very like, you know, straightforward. Like I'm dying. What did I do this? And that's that. Like it's just a great easy topic. Super relatable. Uh, it's at my number eight. It's my next one. Uh, I always love this one uh, from Infirmary. It's just like lyrically, it's great. Uh, you know, I, I definitely covered it a few times acoustically. 
And uh, it's just, I mean, it comes right out the gate. You know, I'm dying to like so good. Fucking love it. Great, great lyrics. Yeah, and the, cor- the like chord movement's like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like it, it's when you really break down the lyrics, it's just it's kind of like simple, but genius at the same time. And uh, yeah, one of the gems. So that was not my number eight. So we'll go to your number seven, Gary. Oh, OK. Uh, Dead on the floor off of this addiction. That's the, I think that might be my only This Addiction uh, track, but because, uh, yeah, some of the later albums, you know, like you said, there are definitely some clunkers. Dead on the Floor brought me, imagery-wise, it brought me back to, like, Queen of Pain. Not as good, but, like, really cool opening riff, you know, that, op- you know, that open E chord that, it, it's work- that the riff is working over. Um, and then just, yeah, the imagery of, like, the shifts in the night and all, you know, the... The plane crashing, also very similar to uh, Nose Over Tail, the the plane crashing imagery. So, uh, and it's just like a catchy pop song to me. When you if it's like stripped down and just acoustic. Oh yeah, for sure. Which they did on Damnesia. A lot of those songs were. Yes, yes, they did. I didn't really, you know, it took me forever to listen to Damnesia, which is the acoustic uh, record that they put out. And I finally did one day, and I was like, you know what? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this, you know the production is kind of crazy. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's but, yeah. Cr- but they cover they crazy. cover a song that that we cover in "Cover Me Bad," which is like one of my favorite Violent Femme songs, which is "Held Her in Her Arms." Mm. I was like, oh, nice. I fucking love this. Um, all right, so up to you, Mike. What do you got? Seven. Um. Okay. So preface this seven with a quick story. Uh, in I was in tenth grade Italian. And uh, our lunch break was at 11.50. And my teacher let me out at 11.45 so I can catch the bus from Dobbs Ferry, New York to White Plains to go to the Galleria so I can get Atticus Volume 1 because uh-huh. Atticus was coming uh-huh. out. Because, and the reason I was going specifically was for two things. The debut song from Boxcar Racer, which was Tiny Voices. Nobody had yeah. heard anything. I Feel So wasn't out yet. This was like they were dropping this um, – uh, Atticus compilation and then I feel so was coming out with a video like the same week um, and uh, Alkaline Trio's Jake Don Greenbeers which is a great song uh, very different for them at t- time and in general it's very much like a major chord sounding fast mm-hmm. punk song and you know before we were all in our cars taking turns singing along to taking back Sunday and who's singing what parts to what song in the car. I feel like songs from God damn it. And Jake Don Greenbeers, me and my friends were always just passing off. Like who's got the damn part. Who's got the map part. And Jake Don Greenbeers was like that. Uh, yeah. And just driving fast and like, you know, you know, drinking and doing drugs while driving. <laughs> Listening to Jake Don Greenbeers. Yeah. Yeah. Been there, for sure. I love that song. Uh, a choice. lot. Good yeah. Choice. I get Fucking- it. We we did an Alkaline Trio cover set at Pusa and at Booze Cruise. And, That's and, right. You did. I forgot. In Germany. And Jake Don Greenbeers was one of the songs that we uh, tried to do. We were trying to limit it to like eight or nine songs. And Jake Don Greenbeers was the first one to get the axe. Not an easy song to it's play. It's weird to play. Like, it's I very tried- weird. The timing is off. It's probably why they never played it live. There's something weird about it. There I don't is. know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we it tried is. it. We're not, you know, it's, we tried, we tried very hard. <laughs> so. yeah. And that's like your, that would be like jukebox wheelhouse, I think, because it, it, it's so reminiscent. of. It, it wasn't, we were just like, what is going on here? And we just couldn't pick it up like where it was. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I can, I couldn't tell you if I did, I would have been able to play it. So. Uh, all right. So my next one, I, I have number seven, something from good morning. 
man, when this record came out, super excited. I remember he was having vocal problems. And to this day, he always mentions how hard that record was to make. But man, those tours were fucking fantastic. I loved it. All on Black is my favorite song from that goddamn album. I, I love the imagery, the upside down cross, um, everything about that song. The the, the intro, which is like the something riff, he, like yeah. that riff, like it's it's um, he would use this like different version of like the A, which is always like cool, like yeah. with the the D and yeah, the G the G string moves uh, it down. Yeah, and uh, the outro, I loved it. One of these days, one yeah. of these days, it's super bright. Up to, it's so good. Yeah, man, opens oh, the whole song up right at the yeah, end. Yeah, because it's. It, I'm a fan. You know, I've always loved a good outro. So if you hit me with a good outro, like you know, we always try to, you know, with my band, well, I'm like, yeah, we gotta, you know, we we gotta do something completely different on the outro. I feel like. Blank listening to Good Morning. If you were just to listen to it all the way through once, All on Black was easily, I think, a lot of people's first favorite songs off that record. It just stuck with a lot of people right off the bat. And then when you got into the records, other things changed. But that song was just mm, Chef's and, Kiss, great song. And, it was my favorite song for a long time on that record. You know, very accessible. They never, I, maybe I saw them do it once, but it's very rare. All the time. Ah, dude, they fucking, <laughs> for fucking years, they just played This Could Be Love to open up every set after yeah. that fucking record. Yeah, for sure. It's so annoying. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So all on black. black. All right. All so all on black is my seven. Back to you, Gary. Number six. Uh cringe. Going going old school. Cringe. Cringe is again another like banger. You know, just the uh, what is it? The the, the noise that they're making before they start recording. You know, yeah. and it's, <laughs> it's just so like such a raw recording, and uh, his voice really like hits you. Yeah, when, when, when they start off with that, like, or whenever they play that live, it's like about like, I think it's like under two minutes, right? Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. it's just it's like such a fast song, too. Yeah, it's just like this, like everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. And fucking you got that outro, which now he sings some of the outro, which is cool because there's a, right. a lot of like, you know, he does it with Hell Yes, too. Now, you mm -hmm. know, Hell yeah. So good. So, uh, yeah, great pick. And uh I think that you could definitely, aside from our list, because we're super fans, you could definitely consider that uh, as like one of their classics for sure that people love. Um, all right. So on to the next. So we have Cringe. Up to you, Mike. So, yeah, um, I also have Cringe. Cringe is a song that uh, Jukebox would cover for years, even before we did this Alkaline Trio cover set. When I hear Cringe or even play Cringe, it's like one of the few songs that's not a hardcore song. That when I hear it, I can just fucking put my head through a wall. It is so, <laughs> yeah. It's just like go, 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 and the lyrics are about being on a bicycle in the cold, and it's go, go, yep. go. Yeah. And uh, I remember Jukebox was uh, in in the studio writing something, and there was a part we wrote at the end of the song with no lyrics, no vocals, and I was I showed it to the producer, and I was just like, oh, this is like the guitar part, and he's like, the what? I'm like, oh, it's just like a big guitar part, like ending. The drums are doing this thing. He's like, what? He's like, give me the example of what you mean. So I showed him cringe because there was a whole part of that song where there's no lyrics or vocals yeah. or anything. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I get it. But not, yeah. not what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, I get it. It doesn't work with everything. Not everybody can pull that off. And I think now even, I don't think they would yeah. write a cringe. They would, they would not write cringe now. Yeah. But. It's so cool that there's a whole song that's just like that. 
I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, revisiting the records, I realized and you'll you'll see how how new top heavy my picks are. You know, there was something to be said about those structures like you hear cringe, even San Francisco. It's like, when the mm. fuck are you going to start singing? We're like a minute in and you're basically playing the same riff over and over again. Uh, it was just a place in time. And 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 uh, like you well, said, well, you're also biased. You're a songwriter. If you're just a listener, do you think yeah. the listener is thinking about how long this fucking part is? Maybe, uh, you know? I don't know. It's a good point. Probably like San Francisco. Like nobody. I mean, maybe you're right. You might be right because nobody's clamoring to, for them to play San Francisco. If they yeah. did, I'd be stoked. But like most people, you know, like oh well. But they would it, do. They would do. They would do it their way now for sure. You know, uh, they wouldn't play four minutes of it. I could almost guarantee you. <laughs> Yeah. I, feel, I feel like a lot of the songs on that album have really long intro. like I, I was thinking of cop now as well like yeah that's got that whole like the siren Dude, what song is it oh trouble breathing is fucking trouble long breathing as fuck. but a lot of cool stuff like a lot of you know dun, 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 like a lot of really cool like, like cool cool riff cool yeah. riffs <laughs> very unique for like you said for like their you know what they would be considered you know as far as like their contemporaries at that time whoever they are so um all right so back to me right oh yeah you guys had that Uh, i have old school reasons Ooh, i fucking love old school reasons uh i don't remember where i first heard it but as soon as i heard it uh so, you know, I, I keep mentioning Cover Me Bad, which is like the cover thing that we do, you know, we uh, a band that we do like maybe four or five times a year. And that was one of the first covers that we learned in like, you know, when we first started like fucking 14 years ago, whatever. Um, it, 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 so a uh, funny story about that song. I wanted it in, in the set and we played out in Patchogue and uh, our friend Jason, who sings in Iron Cheek now. Like, as soon as we were done playing with it, he's just like, yo, he's like, great. He's like, now play an Alkaline Trio song anybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm like, you know, we were so happy. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. This like, like, I know we just loved it. But like, in, in retrospect, everyone, like, not a lot of people know it. But now, you know, once they put out Remains, then it got a little bit, you know, more uh, pop to it. But for the most part, no one knows it except the, you know, the, the hardcores. And that song fucking rules. Every time I hear it, you know. DIY lobotomy, great chorus. It's just that song's fucking just awesome. Super catchy as well. So it sounds like it's recorded in a in like a garage, but it sounds great. It still yeah. sounds great. Yeah, yeah. And like I remember when they wrote that song, they said they were trying to write a song that sounded like the Clash. They're trying to write Clash City Rockers or something like that. <laughs> and it's it's exactly the same actually, as Clash City Rockers. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Now. I think yeah, I think Skeeb was like we're trying to write a Clash song. Um, and it makes and it makes sense, and that's a great song. I got these Great thoughts song. in my head. Uh, all right, so, so top good. five. So Here we go. Yeah, we're at the halfway mark. Let's do it. Uh, my number five is Stay. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, is this thing cursed? Uh, it, I think, again, I think I think literally all these last ones are all band songs. But, I mean, um, Stay to me is something that could have been just like one of his solo things. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's almost like it was something that didn't make it on to either bygones or or the, or the second um, uh, emergency, emergency room, room, yeah, you know. But uh, again, it, it's just like this maturing songwriting, you know, this maturing sound that he's cultivating, and I I just love the the lyrics. I love the melody. I mean, 
to me, Dan can do no wrong. Yeah, that part. that's all, <laughs> listen. Um, the court structure on that, I don't know what it is, but it, it sounds like like an E A B type fucking progression, oh, like super you know? simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's just something that you've heard a lot. But it's just like when he does it, and then he at like once the once the the verse kicks in, then he switches it. And, yeah, uh, and it's, it's his great. vocals. Yeah, to me, like his vocal inflection has gotten better as well. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. Like I would listen to what is that song he did? Um, enjoy your Bro, day. This is Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. I knew yeah. that's where you were going. I, that's a, that's Absolutely. that was an automatic skip for years. I Great hate, song, but I cannot. get it. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Message for Kathleen. I could fuck with all day long, but that enjoy your day. Like I'm just like yo. I can't. Like I'm. I'm good. I'm never. When they did it live, full band. Okay. Great. Yeah. That's yeah, actually yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But he, but, but at that point, he learned how to sing a little bit differently. He cover up his lisp a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. with a lisp, like a slight lisp. I can understand what he's saying, but his comes out when he sings. My sort of lisp is gone when I sing. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Dan's lisp is strong. <laughs> strong. <laughs> uh, all right. So next. So then, uh, what do you have on your list, Mike? Uh, I also have a dance song. So uh, and I picked this one because I like this whole record a lot, and this one kind of uh, encompasses the whole record, and I don't have anything else from this record on my list, but that's Emma from yeah. good morning. So good. Um, really catchy. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Matt's vocal issues, which is like a big story about that record. And uh, I feel like this is where Matt shines doing his really high screamy harmonies. Yeah. Yeah. The yep. points set up boys. Yeah. That whole thing yep. is like where he tries to go live and he never hits it. He tries to scream <laughs> high yeah. all the time. He does it with hell. Yes. He did. You know, he tried doing it even on record with, um, uh, I'll be fine without you. Or even Sadie, Sadie screams one. He tries to get these high register things. And because of the, you know, I love good morning, but the the recording quality on that record is weird. And the fact that his vocals were fucked up, it kind of works with the way the recording quality was. Um, and that song just really catchy chorus, good dance stuff. And I love what Matt does there. Cause he doesn't do it that often. He does it sometimes, but that high register Matt harmony isn't always there, especially with dance songs. And, um, uh, I don't know, just a good song. And just, I picked it because I needed something off that record and I couldn't pick the whole record as one song because it's such a good record. <laughs> it's yeah, man. He really like shines. Matt shines on that song, like with those harmonies. Uh, I fucking love Emma, and they always play that song live. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a big fan favorite too. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember they talked about how their songs were so different on that record, which is another disconnect. Like, you know, this could be love to like Blue Carolina or whatever. Blue Carolina, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So my number five is off of Agony and Irony. Love, love, kiss, kiss. Oh, that song is so good. Oh. Yo, like immediately, this was my favorite song when I heard Agony and Irony. I'm like, really? Yeah, you hate it? I know it? why. I know, I know why. I why? Know why? Tell you're me. A bi- you're a big Smiths fan, and it's such a Morrissey lyric. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that cor- That chorus makes my skin crawl. Yeah. The love, love, kiss, kiss. Live, it was all right. But on record, it's just so crazy. Yeah. And uh, you're right. But but what I do like. Ways. But what I did like with that song, and I'm glad you picked it because I think this is really cool. At the time when that record was coming out, <laughs> the bi- the big marketing play they did was oh, we're going to release this. the sheet lyrics. I, I mean, the sheet this. music to Love, Love, Kiss, Kiss. They released yeah. the chords and the tabs and the lyrics and basically it was like, everybody write your and record your version of the song and send it to us. 
and uh, I don't know what they did with them, but I remember oh, that was yeah. part yeah, of the. Marketing. I don't. I don't remember that at all. You know, it around was a, it was it was a big part of around it. this time. I I kind of dipped out on them. Like this record remember. didn't really hit me as as much as I wanted it to. Um, and there was like a hole between this, like so. This was like that, and then this addiction. Uh, I kind of went back a little bit more during my, my shame is true where I'm like, okay, like maybe I'll give it, maybe they'll like, I'll go back to like always listening to them. But yeah, like at first agony and irony, like I was like, I don't like this, but that song in particular. And you're right. And, and you know where I'm going next week, right? I'm going to go see uh, every year. Me and my girlfriend go see a Smith's tribute band. They always play in, in Manhattan or Brooklyn. So yeah, this song is a very, very smith's adjacent song i love it man i i just always did somewhere on instagram there's a version of me covering it and uh you know it's funny when you when you say that about the chorus because i cannot see how that that would be nauseating you know it was either this or do you do you want to know those those two songs but yeah it's it's really it's real it's just as annoying as that new song that i yeah 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 that it was in my head today, the I I I song. Yeah, so that's like that's Gary's so number one. Over. That's Gary's meet number me. one. Meet me, right? Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> my number one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So love, love, kiss, kiss. Uh, cool. back to you, Gary. Four. Uh, you've got so far to go. Great baseline. Um, it's it's weird that uh, Boxcar Racer stole it, but you know what are you gonna do? Um, Did they? It's it's just chords. Yeah, yeah it, it's literally. Uh, it's that. A octave, and then it goes to the C sharp to a D, right? You've got, you know, and then uh, I think Cat Like Thief literally has the same riff okay. on the boxcar race. I never Check thought it of out. that. Yeah, it is the same riff. But um, yeah, again, you know, just uh, this is one of the Dan songs where, uh, you know, this is he's, you know, coming into his own still, you know, and uh, great, like, first date, you know, great story about a first date. Yeah. You know? Johnny Cash is fucked the song. Well, he also what I love about this song is he rides that like his he has a way of coding the melody onto the chords. Yeah. And, and it's just like he really does it with this. Like he plays around with it. So like it's he's he's a master at that shit, man. Like one, once I hear that bass line and he's like playing jump rope with, the, with, with that melody and I'm like, this guy's yeah. this guy's good. Yeah, but you know what? For all the nice things we say about Dan, he needs to start speaking up for himself because not one Alkaline Trio record can you has like really good bass tone. Like if the tone is good, but you cannot hear the bass lines on any record. Oh, on 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 good on on, on goddamn it, yes. But everything after that, his bass is hidden. He has got if you watch him play bass, he's nuts. Oh, he's you nuts. Hear, yeah. You do not he's hear like, that shit on the record, and he's definitely playing it. He's so good. Like they, they, him and Matt just have that chemistry vocally and musically. But goddamn, if you look over and that's your bass player, like you're in good shape. You're in oh, fucking good shape. God. For sure. You're, you're in fucking good shape. Yeah. For sure. But that's what I'm saying. So you got so far to go. You got, you got a bass line right off the bat that you get to enjoy. Even though it's not his crazy bass line, it's still yeah. nice. No, it just works in the song, though. Well, so he's, well. he's really good at, at, at note picking, too. Like his, his note placements are great, even if he plays three notes. Yeah. It's just like, oh, those are those are good. Even when he plays high up on the neck sometimes and he hits those right notes, like you know, there's just something to his ear that's like, you know, he's a genius. So, Mike, next one. Uh, so I guess Gary and I need to start a band because I also have you guys so far to go. 
we have like a lot of the same picks, but you've got so far to go as I don't really play acoustic ever live. I do one to two acoustic shows a year and I always okay. cover you got so far to go. Uh, I just, it is the perfect Dan song. It's the great song. I think it's the best song on that album. Probably next to my, maybe I'll catch fire, but it's definitely like, it definitely is the vibe of that record. And just, I don't know. Usually back then too, I would always skip a slow song and that song starts right. very slow, but Ooh, the imagery and just like, I don't know, mm-hmm. falling in love in high school. It's just like, this is a great song. It's just like, you know, yeah, that's what it makes uh, you feel like. It really oh, yeah. does. Like, bring I get chill. Like I got, I got, I got goose flesh just thinking about it. It's just like, <laughs> well, Gary uh, plays bass. So just throw... <laughs> that's it. And this motherfucker, like when I went to go see the Warp Tour band, he sings so, like you sing just as good as, as uh, Anthony. Like, oh, do you thanks. do a lot of trio songs? We we actually don't. We we do like Mercy Me. Well, that's that probably sense. like that was probably like one of their biggest hits. But uh, I I've been pushing to try to get another one in there. But uh, me and Anthony are Anthony the singer. We're always trying to like. Uh, you could do Private Eye. People oh yeah, get to it. Private yeah. Eye would definitely. Yeah, yeah. That definitely would. Fly. So the only time I went to a Warp tour, I went once, and it was specifically to see Alkaline Trio, and I think mm. it was like two thousand three, maybe. Does that make sense? That's probably about right. Yeah. Yep, they're on it. So I went to go see, I saw the Boston's, the Casualties, and Alkaline Trio. And I was there. Yeah. And like, I don't remember who headlined, but I think after the trio, I was like, I got to get home. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Really, yeah. I it was really, hot that day. <laughs> I just, I don't yeah. remember who headlined though. No, I think maybe no effects did or something like that. Cause yeah. that's the only time I see no effects was at that warp tour. At the warp okay. tour. Yeah. Maybe and that, that one specifically, that 2003. One, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, back to me. Am I up again? Yep. All right. So uh, number four. Yeah. The these next four for me are are just without a doubt my four favorite songs. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Good, goodbye forever. Ooh, uh, yeah. When I heard this song, yo, once again, it was just like I played out that 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 uh, EP collection. CD with the all the bangers on it. We had this talk, and I had this talk today with a lot of people, a lot of my friends who are big trio fans. They, they were like, it's, I was like, it's not an album. They're like, how can you not put that as an album? Like, it's not, it's, it's a not. collection. It's a He's collection. like, well, it was all presented to us as an album as kids. I'm like, you're right. And they're like, and they're like, and how are you not putting Goodbye Forever on your list? I'm like, it's not on my list, but it'll be on someone's list. Yeah, it's just, you know, there was something about, you know, when I listened to it, they did that thing that I guess they're just good at, you know, just like that, those two chord riffs, but it was like different. And then like the melody to it. And then like the high, like everything, like this is just pure DNA, old school alkaline trio. Like the song is just so fucking good. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Needed to throw it on there, man. Goodbye forever. Remember yeah, last April. It's, it's, good pull. it's good pull. I feel like that's where that song is what like, um, when they were when they were writing maybe I'll catch fire I feel like maybe I catch fire is yeah. like goodbye it's like the same he's like how can we write another song that's like this you know you're, I feel like you're that's right yeah. For it. yeah it has that yeah it has more maybe I'll catch fire vibes than than infirmary vibes for sure right right um cool number four Gary what do you got is number three uh, number three uh, broken down in a time machine such a clunky title <laughs> but the melody to me. Like the melody of the chorus is so catchy that as soon as I heard it, I, I could not get it out of my my head. 
I mean, you covered um, it right away. And again, like, I woke up. Yeah. I woke up. I haven't even heard the album. This guy's already on Instagram posting a full cover. But, I was like, you know how did point? you know? <laughs> well, I had I had pre-ordered the album, and it ended up coming like at the beginning of the week. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. I was listening. Nice. To it. I was spinning it on my record player like all week. Okay. He's got so, ultimate yeah. dash guitar tabs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's how I, uh, you know, that is just you know by ear. I kind of just figured it out and then. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a, a catchy dance song. Again, if if "Bad Time" is the best song on that record, uh, that then "Broken Down in Time Machine" is easily my favorite. I I cried twice listening to that song already. Is it Red, like the lyrics good. are great lyrics too? Like the lyrics are so good. I mean, ugh. smart. God damn smart it, Dan! Lyrics. God damn it, Dan! <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh. You know, we we could we could sit here and uh, you know discuss them all we want. Uh, so that's three. What do you got, Mike? Um, I have a message from Kathleen. That's I number love, three. I love that. I'm so glad uh, you added that. Song. That's Such like that was uh, that's what took over Queen of Pain today. Uh, I needed something oh, other nice. than cringe from God Damn It, um, specifically because that is another one where uh, Matt does like a random scream. Gotta <laughs> be right, and it's like. You know, um, uh, no, that's a, I'm thinking of a different song. I'm thinking she took him to the lake, but he does. He there is like, oh yeah, he does the big one. He does the big harmony uh, for Message Kathleen in the chorus, and just I remember when the 10 year anniversary of God Damn It came out, they did like a DVD on the CD where they talked about the recording of the record, and back then Dan Adriano was in Tuesday, but and Tuesday was his main band, and Trio was like the new band. And Tuesday was going on tour, but he had to record all of his parts. So Dan recorded yes, all of his bass yes. lines, his lead vocals, <laughs> and his harmonies yep. first to the drums. That's right. Or to the, to a click. I'm probably yeah. the drums. Yeah. Um, but so that's why in that song, there's in that album, there's a lot of weird like uh, vocal timing that somehow yeah. lines up. Um, it definitely in what's that one song? It's like like my guts dried up. Band died. What song uh, is that right now? It's not message from Kathleen, but it whatever. It's one of those instances. Shopping cart. Uh, is it my little needle? Yes, my little needle. Yes. But th- so that's the example of though, like where something doesn't line up and make any sense. But it fucking works. Totally works. It fucking it did work. work. And, yeah. yeah, it did and, work. And, and I remember being with my friends singing along to that before we did the whole like you know singing along to Take It Back Sunday in the car. We were doing my little needle and stuff like that, and just I don't know. Message from Kathleen is another one of those like. I don't know, Dan love songs that just works really well and had like a different energy to it than the rest of yeah. um rest of God damn it, which has, you know, it fits in with the album perfectly, but totally with different production could be on maybe I'll catch fire. It's just it's a yeah. really good song. I just always thought that was like one like I love that song more than anything that he did on Maybe I'll Catch Fire, to be honest with you. Um uh, but yeah, like listening that to God damn it, uh I I would always think to myself, I'm like, man, the timing is so interesting. Like, I wonder how he pulled like in my head. I'm thinking, like, how did he decide to go there? And then later (laughs) finding out that it was just like this, like weird thing that just fucking worked out. So it Uh, makes you wonder if Matt had to change the way he did things. I'm sure he did. You know, like, oh, yeah. Especially when they do it live. Um, Yeah. All right. So my next one is one of my favorite songs ever. I don't know why. Maybe I'm alone in this, but Mr. Chainsaw. I love the song. You yeah. know, I just uh, as soon as 
yeah, probably for Infirmary. Like as soon as I heard it, I knew immediately like this was going to be my favorite song. I love those chords. I love that progression. I've probably used it a hundred times. And the outro, you know, uh, in case you're wondering, I'm saying yeah, it's just- yeah. And and one of the few songs that you could hear Dan's bass line in is, yeah. is Mr. Chainsaw. That's why I picked it. That's why I fucking picked it. For sure. <laughs> so, but like I said, I, I could have picked everything from Infirmary because it's just you know a masterpiece. But I love Mr. Chainsaw. I have no idea what it's about. I have no idea why it's called Mr. Chainsaw to this day. So, it's about growing came up. into my legs a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, sometimes I don't question things. I just sing along and I'm just like, yeah, that's the, um, the roots and radicals of, of Alkaline Trio where there's like a thousand lyrics in it. Oh, <laughs> they don't make yeah. any sense. They don't make any sense, but yeah, it's just a good song. Yeah. Take, taking the sure. 60 bus for sure. Uh, all right. So top two, here we go, Gary. Okay. My number two, uh, going back to talking about like great outros crawl. Yeah. Excellent outro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely was on the list at some point. The song in, in and of Me itself too. is great, but then like the outro with the you know the the, the bass line and the, and the the sparse piano chords. Yeah, the piano really nails it. Really on added that. like a depth to uh, a, a just a regular good old punk band, and then that was something sweet. <laughs> that song is the outro. Yeah. Crawl is a great song. We covered it in that in our trio set at those festivals. Out of all the songs to pick, that was one that we definitely wanted to do for some yep. reason. It's that outro. That outro makes the whole song. The whole song is really good, but it's that I outro that's know. just like I don't know. Yeah, it's so good. Know the drummer who your boyfriend is oh, so killer. Good. And then so yeah, good. then Mike Fulhamley just like building the drums up. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, can't can't like it's it killed me to leave that off, but I knew somebody would mention it. But I just. Uh, <laughs> We had faith in each other. Somebody That's was going to mention it. So, right. uh, Mike, what do you got? Um, she took him to the lake. Uh, she took him to the lake is just uh, what a great story. I feel like Another it's like the book. I feel like it's like uh, maybe I'll catch fire, and then he meets the girl that you've got so far to go, and then she took him to the lake is like the end of that relationship, and and and, and she took him to the lake has got this like visceralness to it, and just. It just at the end where they're just doing that like outro part with just the music and the fucking symbols. It's just like it's so like aggressive and bad that it's good, uh, like bad sounding, like on your ear. But it's just like just I don't know. And then the end of it, he's like, and that girl went away. It's just like it's like uh, she took him the lake. It's just another beautiful dance song, and just I don't know. Very much could go on any Alkaline Trio record. I love it. Um, all right, so my number two is 97. Um, Ooh. man, classic, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like another long intro, yeah, you know, another <laughs> long intro, but once it kicks, you know, it kicks in slow. You know, they did one of those, you know, things that you do, it's like the, the quiet verse, and then you, you bring it back around, it's kind of what they do on radio, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, 97, another fucking great outro. It's just like 97 is just one of those songs. When I think of Alkaline Trio, the, the things that made me lo- fall in love with the band, uh, that that's just one of those songs where it just solidified me on my path to, to just forever adoring this band because they were just a little bit better, in my opinion, than their contemporaries and, and 
like what anyone else was doing, you know, whether or not people even, you know, have heard 97 or not. But uh, <laughs> I love I love that. That, that was the closer for so long. Oh, it yeah. was a closer for yes. a while. Yeah. 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 Before radio came along. <laughs> yeah. And I saw them open up with 97 once, too. Oh, yeah. I love when when bands do that. So actually at that warp tour that you're talking about, they played 97 and his head blew up and they played the outro for like 10 minutes. And like they were just playing this like the riff over and over because his head exploded and he needed a different head on stage. Oh man! And I remember, and I remember specifically, like he was just doing like the the melody, but just making up words. And he's like, "And there's a plane over there." And the whole crowd turned around. There was no plane. He's like, "Made you look." And then like <laughs> the head got replaced, and they finished the song in the most epic way possible. Wow! Oh, very cool. Yo, I would yeah. never have remembered that, but you're right. Yeah, it was awesome. I remember, I remember because it, it was like. Maybe the second time I ever got to see Alkaline Trio was that Warp Tour because I had seen them with Blink and then they didn't. I didn't think I saw them again for a bit. <laughs> you just killed me on that. Yeah. I would never have remembered that. But as you're telling that story in the beginning, I was like, I don't remember that. And it was then, so awkward. Then they when kept you kept like the drum beat going and the bass going. But he, the, I remember that he was like pointing to shit and and, and like, wow. <laughs> OK, yeah. very cool. Very cool. Uh, I don't know how I remember it. I was very much like, you know, seven packs of cloves in you know, <laughs> sun, sun drunk. I definitely wasn't drunk, but I was well, definitely sun drunk. I was sober. I was sober as fuck and I didn't even remember it. So uh, I don't remember anything. I, mean, I definitely remember that, though. So. All right. Here we go. Number one, Gary. One it is one of one of my favorite Dan love songs. Every thug needs a lady. Yeah. Off of Good morning. Uh, again, great uh, song structure. Pretty basic song structure, but like great intro. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it just slaps to me. <laughs> the, great the outro. Lyrics, <laughs> great outro again. Exactly. It's just yeah. another chorus. Their outros are just other choruses. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they, they finish big. You know, yeah. like it's like, okay, you like this stuff. It was really cool. And let's just hit you with like some other really cool. Check this out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, that, that's uh, definitely one of my. That's yeah, my I love that. Din -din 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 like, yeah, 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 it's great. Awesome. Uh, Mike, what do you got? All right, so like, like I said, it, my songs change all the time. My favorite Alkaline Trio songs, the top ten, but this one does not. This is my number one, and I didn't mention it before because somebody mentioned it already. But Mister Chainsaw is my number one Alkaline oh. Trio song. <laughs> nice for all the for, and I'll be short because I'm I'm long winded for all the reasons you said, and okay. we can move on because it's amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to like shout out a couple of songs here before I give my number one honorable uh, <laughs> mentions. Okay, uh, so I got all of all of remains and uh, <laughs> the one man army split. Well, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, fall victim, uh, fall victim. I love my standard break from life. Calling all skeletons. I can't believe every thug and dine, dine, my darling. I love those songs. Uh, my number one's bleeder. Can't beat that song. 100% just like it came to me like, a, like, yo, the, the ending of that song is so giant. Like it's like that song is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, lonely liver suspended in liquid, like everything that they just like, that is like the most alcohol trio song. Yeah, for sure. One yeah. Most alcohol trio lyric. <laughs> that's, that's my shit right there. Um, cool, man. That was fun. Uh, now real quick, Gary, give me, oh. give me your, like, give me your 10 through one. Okay. So number 10 is crimson. 
Uh, number nine is My Shame is True. Eight is This Addiction. Seven's Agony and Irony. Six is Is This Thing Cursed? Five is Maybe I'll Catch Fire. God damn it's my number four. Uh, number three is Good Morning. From Here to Infirmary is number two. Mm. And only because I think I've just been listening to it a lot this week. Because yeah. it just dropped. Blood, Hair, and Eyeballs is in my like. Wow. Look at you. Is in my uh, sphere right now. I can't. I can't wait to check back with you in a, in a year to see and it. see if it's the same. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I need uh, to see it written down. Can you write down your ten? Like, <laughs> I need to see it written down next to mine at one point. <laughs> Mike, I do uh, have it written. <laughs> Mike, give me uh, ten through one. Okay. Uh, also, I want to say there's no real bad alkaline trio records except for number ten on my list, and and, and it's not even that bad. <laughs> After re-listening today, it's not as bad as I remember it. It's definitely one I don't listen to enough, but it definitely is number ten for a reason. And with my friend Patty, who is also as big an alkaline trio fan as us, we had this talk years ago that if you got four or five good songs on a record, then it's a good record. And yeah. for for years, we argued that like before there was any other records, and Crimson was the new record. That Crimson was like the worst record. And going back, there's like a great a bunch of songs on that record. So yeah. even though this is my number ten, "Dine Dime My Darling" is on this record, which is one of their best songs. And that's "This Addiction" is number ten, uh, "Blood Hair and Eyeballs" number nine. My Shame is True is uh, number eight. Crimson, number seven. Agony and Irony, six. Is This Thing Cursed is five. Maybe I'll Catch Fire is four. God Damn It is three. Good Morning is two. And From Here to Infirmary is one. Nice. Right. And not by favorites, just what I think are their best. Because that's not my favorite order. That's just what I think is their best. Oh, uh, really? Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, so for me, I'm going to go with what you said. Um, you know, this band could do no wrong for me uh even their worst album i could still listen to i think uh it's just even so this addiction <laughs> so this addiction is number 10 <laughs> that's definitely there's definitely some songs in there that i uh i find completely questionable draculina but, you know it, beyond draculina uh you know i i have to say <laughs> i'm i'm going to pull it up real quick here so I do I, remember going to the movies and hearing the American scream in the opening of a movie and being really I, stoked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it I, literally was scream. It might've been the new scream. Oh, you know what? You, you, you're right. It was like scream, the scream four. Scream, no, yeah, scream it had four. to be, it had to be four. It had to be four. Because oh, yeah, four, four, four was uh 2011. Yeah. And this yeah. record's 2010. Yeah. Uh, right. But I'll tell you this. Dine, 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 my darling off awesome. the map. Off the map uh, is a good song. Fine yeah. kick rocks. Like, this is some of fucking Dan's best work, I think. He's got some really good stuff on here. Kick rocks isn't on the record. That's a that's a deluxe it's an version. E it's an extra, but I I've even when I bought the CD, <laughs> even when I bought the CD, like I'm like, okay, this song's great. Uh, but just in general, off the map, I think, and Dine Dine, my darling. So good. Great yeah. song. So all right, 10 is this addiction. It's just really not that great <laughs> you know even like in comparison the, in comparison yeah even the even, right. even the songs that were supposed to be good were like okay uh number nine my shame is true okay there's some cool stuff on there i love that i love that saint anthony song uh i pessimist uh only here my shame is true is 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 nice because it was the palate cleanser after this addiction 
And so it felt good hearing that record. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some good there's some good alkaline trio vibes on that record. <laughs> and uh the new one, I have it number eight. Um there's stuff that I like on there. The first song, so what is that? A uh, hot for teacher? Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> hot for preacher. So oh yeah, hot for preacher. What am I saying? Um you know, every time I listen to that song, it's very hard for me to like decipher the structure. Like, I'm like, I don't know what the chorus is. Like, I know the catchy parts, but when I'm listening to it, it just doesn't really seem like it has like a structure that I could follow. So that knocked me off for a little bit. But now when I listen to it, I like it. I love versions of you. Yeah. I I fucking bad scars. It's, yeah, scars. Scar- like all of Dan's songs are fucking awesome on it. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only technically 10 songs on the album. Right, you know? right, right. You don't include that. So, uh, so eight, uh, all right. So seven, God damn it. That record just didn't age well for me when I listened to it. Like I love the, I love the energy and I love the vibe of it, but, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm okay on that. Uh, maybe I'll catch fire. I love, yo, I love keeping coming. I love fuck you. Aurora. I love five, three, ten, whatever. Like all those songs yeah. are great. That album I skipped every time. Like as I skipped all the dance songs every single fucking time. Wow, I got a bunch of them on my list too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I no now I could listen to them, but back then I I just I I didn't care. Uh, then I got five agony and irony. Who I just couldn't believe. <laughs> as time went on, I hated this Dude. record. I. Dude, Sam, Sam, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, we're, I know we're picking up your list right now. Yeah. Agony, uh, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. So Agony Army was six for me, but it started off way higher on my list. And as I was re-listening, it kept getting closer to like the midpoint. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. man, I found a way. What a great song. Like, Do You Want to Know is on that record, right? Like, yes. that song Do You Want to Know. Amazing. Even Help Me is a fine song. It was their single. It just, you know, it's another one of those weird sounding records. And I think it was just where we were in recording in that time period, um, you know, where people were like still doing analog and digital, trying to mix it all together. Yeah. Uh, but it, there's over a lot of electronic. Over and Out is beautiful. Right. You're like, it's, um, I don't know. That's a in, Into the Night, like. Agony and Irony is as it's it's a solid middle of the road record for Alkaline Trio. But if you'd never heard Alkaline Trio and that was like the one record you heard, you'd be a fan. Great, you, great you would record. you would you would be a fan. And it was their one like major label, and it was really closer to the end of the pile. And then as I listen to it more, I'm like, yo, these songs like I'm connecting with these songs more now than like let's say, I don't know, my little needle or whatever the fuck you know, like which I right. love, I yeah. love. But well, like, because at the time when it came out, you know, like a lot of not super fans, like friends of ours who might be big Alkaline Trio fans, they already had their fill of Alkaline Trio. They had enough records, whereas we three psychos were like, we need more Alkaline Trio. <laughs> you know, because yes. there, there are a lot of people that are like that, you know. Oh, like, yeah. They're like, I'm that, not like, listening to once they hit like Crimson. They're like, they're like, nah, I'll take the first three. Yeah, but dude, yeah, Crimson's gave up got on some, them. you know, like, and I get it. And I get, I get why, because they had enough records. They're like, I got enough. I can go listen to other music. And for me, I was just like, well, this is one of my favorite bands, so I need more. So I need give more. me number four. Give me number right. four. Number four, Good Morning. Um, I, you know, when this record came out, I still had Infirmary fresh in the brain. I liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't like a lot of dance songs towards the end. I love Emma. I love 100 Stories. For me, the clunker was Continental. 
I love Fatally Yours. I think that's a super underappreciated song. I love Thug. always a circle pit when they play that song. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I love Sorry About That. Oh, sorry about that. Is that the one that's on there? No, that's uh, no, End that's of Goddamn. Oh, blue, blue, blue in the Face. Blue in the, blue face. In the face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great song. Uh, so that's my sorry about that part two. That's yeah. my four and then top three. So is this thing cursed? You know, when I love this record out of the gate, when this record came out, we had come off this addiction and we had come off of um, My Shame is True, which I'm like, okay, these are okay. But when this came out and I heard all these songs, yo, they, like, I'm going to pull it up right now. Like, these songs are fucking killer. Okay. Dude, the problem with Is This in Curse for me is I can never remember the song titles or the songs. I never go back to it. But when I do go back to it, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I well, remember when it came out, too. I can't believe it's six years old already. Because it, it this was like in the like pure knee deep and like I had CDs from the other ones, like I had actual physical media of everything leading up to this, and then is this thing curse was the first like pure like Spotify record, so the the, the song titles aren't really burned in there because I didn't have it, but yo is this thing cursed? I little help is kind of corny, but I love it. I love I can't believe sweet vampires, uh, stay heart attacks. Fucking yo, worn so thin. That's a really yeah. good fucking worn so dance thin. Up. Yeah, I do I definitely know that's the title of that one. <laughs> um, I think to me, what really, real quick was the thing about is this thing cursed? Is that like Matt was coming off off of a, another Blink album? Like they had just done another Blink album, and they were just they just finished another tour, I think. And you know, I, I didn't love the Blink stuff that they did with Matt. You know, and it had nothing to do with, you know, them in general. I think it was just like, I, I, I wanted more, like you said, I want more yeah. Alkaline Trio, you know? So like when Is This Thing Curse came out, I was like, yes, they finally did it another album. So yeah, to me, I was like, that was a high for me. Awesome I, opening track. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I listened to the Blink albums with him. Yeah. What did he? Oh, there's like, some, there's some good songs I think on there's. That. There's two albums I think he did with them, right? I think it was second album is atrocious. Yeah, that Atro was yeah. Just, California just, was good. California was good, and there was good B sides on there too, and it was yeah. long. It was like you know a rancid album. There's yeah, like twenty that was, songs. Yeah, that was a long so, but Cal the second, then, then there was the nine. Nine, nine was it's great. called. There's a song called Dark Side. That's an Alkaline Trio song. It was a single. It was one of Blink singles. It's 100 an Alkaline Trio like I found a way dance song. Great song, but. The whole album is really bad. There's nothing really, you know. I I would listen to this addiction over nine any day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I it's hard for me to say. Like maybe I heard one or two of the songs, and I I just to me it was like, it, it's like uh, the Total Recall uh, remake. Like I know yeah. it existed, but I had no urge. Like I'm. I'll like, send I'm, you Dark no Side later, and just close your eyes and just think this is Alkaline <laughs> yeah. Trio. Yeah. So just say in your brain, say this is Alkaline Trio, not Blink One Eight Two, and you'd be like, oh, this is a good song. Um, all right, so my top two, Crimson and Infirmary. Um, I, I know Crimson is like the the point where they kind of like turned into, you know, when we would go see them, they were Alkaline Quattro for sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't care. You know, I love those songs. I, I, I really lo like, I love all those songs, but, you know, Infirmary is their masterpiece. Beginning to end, there is not one fucking bad song on there. Everything on there is my favorite song. You know, uh, everything. I, I just yeah. like that's the goddamn one for sure. I fucking love that record. But uh, 
Cool, man. This was fun. Awesome. I'm, I'm, thank you guys for playing along with me since my oh, uh, sure. pod partners would never. <laughs> hey, I'll, I, I'll talk about this forever. This is the best. <laughs> so uh, what do you got coming up, Gary? I know like, you, yo, you guys are like super busy. Like every time. Yeah. Yo, um, this guy's like, like sold out shows at like Brooklyn Bowl. I'm just, like, seeing these pictures. I was like, yo, these guys are fucking crushing right now. It's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, This week. This week we're at the Suffolk Theater, so we're yes. local, out in Riverhead. It's an all ages show, which is fun. So you know, when is that? That's Saturday night. So uh, what is that's to the go 10th? on at like eight o'clock? Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever the, the date is. I'll be watching the Smiths, unfortunately. Hey, it's it's your it's your annual thing though. You got to do that. <laughs> well, it's like a Valentine's Day thing. Yeah, for um, sure. And when we played the Suffolk, you know, we talked to that girl, Meg. Is that her name that, that's out I think there? think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, that's – man, I wish I would have gotten a chance to see you guys. But uh, what's what's on the agenda for the rest of the month, though? Okay, so then uh, we're going to Syracuse and Rochester the following weekend. So the week before President's Day. The weekend cool. before President's Day. So we'll be up there. We at um... – How long is this set now? Uh, we're – Probably about an hour and 25 minutes, hour and a half, a little shy of an hour and a half. And how, like, how hard is it? Like, we probably do about 30 something songs. There's like five of you. Like, how do you divvy? Like, there's somebody, there's definitely songs in there that someone else picked that you don't want to play. So, how does that work? (laughs) Um, well, you know, I, I think when we first got together, we kind of just like all the five of us were like, okay, let's do. Let's each pick five songs and we'll, you know, we'll yeah. learn them, get together. And then because uh, we were basically just trying to get a set long enough for, for Mulcahy's because I think our first show was at Mulcahy's. Um, and uh, that's how we kind of started. And then, like, as the years have been going, we, we, we kind of just we don't really add too many new things throughout the year. And but like towards the end of the years when we'll start getting antsy and like, let's, let's add some new songs. So like, you know, we'll add like three or four songs. Okay. And, uh, you know, everybody gets a, a kind of a say in it. You know, there's definitely some songs that I'm, I'm not like a huge fan of doing, but is that uh, when you have to break out the violin and play ocean Avenue, you have to play. <laughs> well, yeah. To I mean, you know, that's funny. Every, sometimes we'll have like an actual violin player come and play, but we also, there it is. I knew we've it. also, we've also resorted to start using tracks now too. So that, yeah. Oh, cool. What's that, that way? Like? That way it's, um, it's interesting because I've never I've never done that before, you know, with the metronome and with like a track and like someone like kind of telling you, OK, here's the the course is coming up or something like that, because a lot of times we'll have because, you know, we have like three different drummers. Oh, I and, didn't know that. Yeah. So like, you know, our original drummer, he got married and moved to Florida. But like, I think. Sometime over hey, that the happened summer, to our original drummer, too. Why did they go to Florida? It, it, they love Florida, but uh, yeah, like sometimes there was one, there's one weekend over the summer that we were down in Virginia and the drummer that had replaced him couldn't make it. So he ended up like driving up. Oh, wow. Okay. And filling in. So, I mean, it, it works out pretty good. And then now we have a, a third guy in like the roster to, you know, fill in for this other guy. Cause he's got some family things going on as well. So we, we have like a deep bench of people. So I think having like that voice say, okay, here comes the chorus or here, you know, like, Gives it like a uniformity. Cool. So that, you know, the guy's not lost. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, out of your set, like, what's the song that you look forward to the most? Oh, um, I'm a big fan of any of the a day to remember songs because 
these kids go fucking nuts for those songs. Yeah. So like, like as soon as you know you start playing "Downfall of Us All" or something like that, and that that chugging guitar riff. I mean, we're talking like you know a bunch of frat bros. Dude, the, nuts. The, the crowds that come to the, to these to these shows because I know you guys are doing some cool stuff. Like, is it like nostalgia people who are going to like um, emo night, or is it younger kids? Like, what's it like? There is definitely, I would say, it's got to be a crossover, right? I would say the majority is the nostalgia folks. You know, definitely a lot of like elder people that you know leaving the kids home with the parents, and okay. you know, mm, yeah, yeah, getting out for the night. And, uh, cool. and but then there's like there's the young like bar crowd kids, but like they're mostly into like yellow card and. <laughs> but oh okay, and, and the, the, criteria, the the criteria obviously I'm pointing out the obvious is like anyone who's played the Warp Tour, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, believe me, like myself and Anthony are very much wanting to like add even more things. You know, like I don't think I, I, we. I feel like we should be doing an, at least one no effects song. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that um, makes sense. You know, um, even if you rancid, do linoleum, something quick. Right. Yeah. Exactly. A rancid tune. Yeah. And then rancid. Yeah, and you then, can play and rancid. rancid. Everybody knows rancid. And rancid, yeah, definitely has like a crossover. You play Ruby know. Soho. Like, yeah, exactly. Or, or, or Olympia, know. Washington. Or, yeah. The roots of radical something. You know? Yeah. Um, but um, but no, yeah, we're 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 slowly chipping away at them to like start adding. Yeah, I mean, more. also you don't want to you don't want to fuck with the you don't want to fuck with the crowd too much, you know? Like, right? No, yeah, that's true too. I get it. Yeah, uh, you don't want to. There's, there's some weird warp tour years. You know, there was some, yeah. Yeah. like attack, attack. <laughs> right, weird. right, right. Or Katy Perry. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait till we start the Lollapalooza band. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, what, Jukebox, what do you guys got going? Uh, Jukebox is doing this, uh, a weekend down to uh, through Pennsylvania, uh, the same President's Day weekend, doing like York and Philly and actually New Windsor, New York, which uh, is new all ages venue up there. It's supposed to be pretty rad going on. And then um, pretty much doing like long weekends until June. We've got some festival stuff that's not Wait, announced yet. Where is that? Is it is somebody reached out to us about a place in Pennsylvania that's like all age? It's like an art space. Is that what it is? No, it's called Skid Row Garage. It's a venue. But oh, it started okay. in someone's garage. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and we some like festival stuff that's like going to be announced soon uh, and like uh, like mini tours up to that. And then pretty much we're just writing right now. We have 10 songs that are like fleshed out. Some of them are more done than others. And it's just tough. You know, Norm just had a kid or had a kid within the year. I have a kid and another one coming on the way in July. So pretty much we're like stacking the first half a year with like like with three kids? to five shows a month <laughs> with, and, kids. And with kids uh, and, and, and writing. And then once July hits, we're just going to finish writing and then record probably at the end of the summer. And then next year we're planning on doing like a full tour stuff for that record, go to Japan, go back to Europe, do the whole thing. But this year is like the quiet before all that. So yeah. not quiet, just let not as not as crazy playing as shows. This is the grown up year. Twenty five yeah. you, you go back. Yeah, I feel to... like we had that year already though. I feel like yeah. the COVID <laughs> couple of years that now we're like, yeah. But it's cool because we all have so many things going on. I got the vampires going on. Yeah side band which i fucking love doing which is all old jukebox guys so it's i love funny. <laughs> i love i love seeing and play like when we got to play that show at the brewery with you guys love seeing those guys yeah so it's just like you know we're doing that sort of shit so um cool. just, yeah, just busy busy writing writing right writing, writing yeah same we got 17 jams this year that we're gonna try Hell to yeah. drop out uh guys man thanks for hanging 
I'm going to put this episode out probably Friday because why the fuck not? So awesome. Hell yeah. We will talk. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Cool. Nice yeah. meeting you, Thanks, dude. Bye. Right. Just give